0: Okay, good. Okay. Hello, everybody. Thank you uh, for coming. I was afraid I would be here alone. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much.
1: Not too
0: Not back. So, as uh, my father said, uh, it's his fault so, that I'm here. So, If you don't like it, you can blame him. Um, no, uh, no major chidushim, really. Just like some thought that I put together. Um, different learning, different reading, different experiences. Um, so no no major halution, just a couple of ideas. And this is a caveat in the beginning. Um, we're not discussing tonight um, any, any serious um, types of depression or trauma issues or anything of that sort. Um, I'm not certified or licensed or capable of discussing that. Um, just some ideas on uh, regular happiness that might be helpful. Um, and if, uh, if you like them, great. If not, uh, they're just my thoughts. They're not from rc or anything anywhere near that. Um, so, okay, with that said, let's begin. Um, so in general in life, uh, it's important to get the big ideas right. Um, if we get the big ideas right, we'll typically be okay, even if we miss out on the small details. Um, well, obviously small details are important as well but it's super important to be able to get the uh, big ideas correct. Hold on, it's all right there, you okay, sorry about that. Um, so obviously there's a lot of ideas about happiness. I'm gonna to try to you know, discuss six, what I call keys, some six big ideas. Um, a lot of them are interconnected, but they're also separate. So they all affect each other, but they're also um, individual ideas. So the six ideas, um, then we'll go through all of them individually, are a positive mindset, um, sense of purpose, self-esteem, love, and spirituality. Um, And again, obviously, there could be a lot more more important ideas, but that's what occurs to me. Um, Anybody have any thoughts on so far what we've discussed before we dive into each one? Okay, so far, so good. Okay, so let's discuss first positive mindset. Um, there's two parts to positive mindset. The first uh, first part, so two parts is taking responsibility for our happiness, then thinking positive. So take responsibility for our happiness um, is a little bit, uh, I think sometimes, con- I don't know if controversial, but sometimes people don't like to hear it. And again, if you don't like to hear it, that means you're probably in one of the categories that I'm not discussing. Um, so if you don't like it, that means I'm not talking to you because <laughs> it's probably then either a more serious issue. Um, what that means is that um, I saw from Rev Per, um, say for mind over man, um, that he says, he said in passing, you know, it had a very profound uh, impact on me, the idea is that people are happy when they decide to be happy. Now, that doesn't mean that they flip the switch one day and decide, now I'm gonna be happy. But I think what he means is that they then take the steps whatever it may take to then go ahead and be happy. Sometimes it's a long road, sometimes it's a short road. Sometimes it could be a flip of a switch. But but in general, that until the person takes that step of saying, I've decided that I am going to be happy, and do what it takes to become happy, they they never will be happy. Um, and, and, and Zev Brown, who's a, uh, a therapist in uh, Lakewood and in the five towns, um Moshe Brown's son is a, uh, un- a tremendous therapist. So he once said that, um, that uh, the, he finds that depression is the hardest thing to cure. This is because depression is very, I'll back up a second. Uh, Dr. David Palkowitz said that depression is the easiest thing to cure. There's my here. So I'll you know, <laughs> present both sides, though. So Zev Brownlow says that it's the hardest thing to cure because when a person is down, they have a tour from everything in life. They have a, they have a p'ture. Everything is p'ture. I'm an indice, What can I do? I'm depressed. I can't. I can't accomplish. I can't do things. He says, therefore, it's so hard to break through that because it's such a gishmak taiva that, that I, the person gains so much sometimes. Again, i not talking about all cases, don't get me wrong, um, talking about it at times. So until a person decides that I'm, I need to put my happiness above other things in life and take responsibility for that, they'll never be able to be happy. Um, so no one can actually determine how we feel. Um, people can do things that can set off a chain reaction in our, in our brain. That therefore make us want to respond a certain way, but at the end of the day, no one can actually get inside my body, inside my mind, inside my feelings, and actually determine how I feel. Again, that doesn't mean that I could automatically just be happy. I'm not saying that at all. But the first I to realize that my happiness and my my level of happiness is not determined by what's happening outside of me, but rather what's what's inside of me. Um, I think the main thing is to change our perspective from looking outside of ourselves for happiness to looking inside of ourselves. Um, and how do I do that from the inside? Typically we look to the outside. I need this, I need that. If I get this job, I go on that vacation, I get this money, I get this, this, this uh, accomplishment, whatever, even good things. I'm not talking about bad things, even good things. If this person likes me, that person likes me, if this person would just stop bothering me, if that person would just stop doing this, then I would be happy. And I think the first thing is to, to take ownership and say, all these things might be going on around me. And a lot of them are very serious, and all of them can be very, affect us tremendously. And I'm not trying to belittle what all those outside factors can be doing to us. But I'm saying that in order to be happy, we have to take ownership of all those things and take responsibility that, okay, whatever's going on, I'm gonna do my best, whatever that might be, to be able to be happy. I okay, that's the first half of Positive Minds. Anybody have any questions or comments or thoughts on that before I get to the second part?
1: Um, do, do we know a clear reason, or would compel a person to choose that other than just uh, the hope of uh, the enjoyment that will come from it. Because if I have to oh, take uh, that responsibility, so what, what, what do you understand is empowering me to undertake that, that responsibility and all the work that it may may, may require?
0: I thought I heard you asking two questions. Okay, maybe I did. First I, first, I thought I heard you asking, um, maybe ask again. I thought I heard, you, I'm confused what you were asking.
1: How do, we, how do you understand what would be the, the, the most fundamental starting points for a person to undertake that responsibility? Could it come from uh-huh. just my, my hoped-for desire to, you know, gain the benefit of the good feeling happiness, or might it need something else?
0: Um, it could always be something else. Um, something else is inclusive of a lot of things out there. Um, well, a lot of times um, we have to sometimes hit a rock bottom so we could turn ourselves around. The rock bottom doesn't necessarily mean mamish, mamish, mamish bottom. It means we had like a solid lower, like we get fed up with our situation and say, okay, we can't go on with this anymore. Um, but typically the simplest thing is when we realize like, I just don't want to be unhappy anymore. It's not good for me. It's not good for my relationships. It's not good for my life. It's just people who don't want to be around me. Whatever different things that it might cause that might outweigh the type of not being happy. Sometimes not. Jeff Brown was saying one thing. Sometimes just I never thought of it. You know, until we realize that we're in charge of it, it's very natural to think that we're not in charge of it. Um, I think that's, that's almost the posture, I think. Um, whatever difference that might be. Um, so I, not necessarily is it always that there's a type of, not be happy. Sometimes it's just we're going with the flow of life. We just haven't been happy for years, and like we never really stop to reassess things. or well, we have stopped. Whatever it might be. Again, we're not talking about severe situations here. Um, we are not talking about you know, clinical depression, so I don't want to venture into that. Um, but I do think even in, in the, even in the middle ground of people, um, how many times do we actually? How, I mean, we find ourselves all the time saying, "Oh, so and so did this to me." We come home having a bad day. Uh, what happened? Uh, it was a bad day at the office, and the whole night is rude. So uh, while that's understandable and reasonable and can't judge any specific situation, it's definitely lacking in the taking responsibility for our happiness. Now, I'm not going to say blaming anybody for not doing that. I'm not saying I do that myself. We're <laughs> just talking ideas here. Um, so to, to at least understand the dynamics that, to the that when I walk into the house or when, I, when everything's going on in my life, so it say it's now. You now I have to try to be happy. And again, there are different levels. Like I said before. Sometimes it takes many more steps. Sometimes taking responsibility takes a much more exhaustive assessment of my life. Sometimes just about okay, put that feeling aside and let me be. I'm be positive right now, which we'll get to in the next part. Um, so it, it depends. It, it, it has a lot of ramifications. Um, just throwing out. Can I ask a good out, question?
2: Some, if you don't mind. Yes.
0: Yes. yes.
2: Hey, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Um, can it really be said that there's really a taiva to be depressed just because, um, you know, a person will say I don't have to do anything when really what's causing this idea of I don't have to do anything is the whole time constantly is just a really bad feeling. And like every second he's just breathing in like like a, in a bad in and in an experience of a bad feeling like that. That's literally his whole life constantly. Like, why would a person really want that? I, I, I just don't understand that. You know what I'm saying?
0: Um, so again, it's machlokes, and I think but I think both things are true. I wouldn't say that always a person is down it's because he wants to be down. Um, sometimes it's because there are a lot of things going on in his life, you know. But sometimes a person does allow those things to take over his life because now he could have a he have an excuse for life. And again, I'm not saying the am not saying it's like that, always like that, but at times it could be like that. Um,
2: yes. So, are you you saying maybe that it's it's more of a of a something that makes it harder to get out of depression, not necessarily something that will cause you to be depressed?
0: Um, interesting, good question. For sure, makes it hard to get out of. I think typically what it would be is that there's a confluence of things going on in one's life that are hard, and then he allows that to take over. So it's not going to be like in a vacuum; there's nothing going on. I mean, always have things going on. So. I don't know if a person has a completely perfect life, everything is great, then he just says, I want to be exempt from life, I'll be depressed. Usually he could point to different things, and well, you know, and sometimes those could be factors, but it sure makes it hard to get out. And once he allows it to take over his being, um, it could be very complicated. But again, my um, situation, I'm not addressing that. yeah.
1: Could it be that there could be factors of why I quote unquote want to be putter? Over and above just because it takes hard work to accomplish things. Like, it could be like yeah. the fear of failure is like so yeah. powerful that yeah. it's easier yeah, to yeah. be his
0: Yeah, when I say part I don't mean, say because he's lazy. The didn't mean that at all. I assume whatever challenges we would have to face, it may be facing failure, maybe facing that he's not as good as his friend, it may be facing a lot of things that make it very hard. Now I say, oh, I'm exempt. To give a simple example, right? Yeah, very basic example, guys, you know, in a In yeshiva, there's guys in yeshiva that are better than them, so it feels bad. It's not as good as them. So it's an easy out. If I'm depressed, I really am better than them. I why am I not performing better than them? Because I'm depressed. I can't perform better than them. I really am better than them. Because I can't actualize it because I'm depressed. So it's okay. I'm really good. Okay, I want to Let's go by turn. We have lots and lots to cover. Um, Okay, so the second part is is, is, of thinking positive. Is uh, the positive mindset is thinking positive. We know the Shmuz of Rabbi Akiva. That uh, that him and his of his his fellow Tanam uh, were seeing were walking by the korban, I believe they saw a fox running over the korban, over the base of mikdash was, and his friend started crying, terrible cries, and he started laughing. I think it even says in, in the chazal. His friend said to him, What are you doing? Why are you laughing? Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> like guess the Khurban over here. Like, why are you so happy? And I said, Because just like the Nebuah that I think is actually what there's going to be a fox running over the base of if I'm correct, I think he said. So to the Navua that the base is going to be rebuilt, is also going to be McLean. So when I see this, this, this terrible Khorban, I also see the Navua that the base is going to be rebuilt. Um, and therefore I'm happy because of that. So I think we see a lot of powerful ideas from that. Um, one that we said a little bit before, and again, I'm not belittling, I'm not trying to make it sound easy. I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm good at this at all. But we also understand the ideas that what happens to us doesn't determine our feelings. And again, we're not discussing severe situations, okay? I have to always make that caveat, because people get upset. So I don't want to get in trouble. That that what happens to us doesn't determine our feelings. We can control our thoughts. Um, And that how we view situations, is, you know, changes how we feel about it. Like he, here he is seeing the one of the worst things in the history of the world. And he's able to, I believe the Gemara says that he was laughing. He's able to not just like be, be smile, he's able to be immense joy because he sees that the, that the base of milk is going to be rebuilt. When he sees the Corban, he sees that the base of is going to be rebuilt. And from there he sees his, his mom, is, she's, his mom is having a party over there. And so we have ability to view things and to control our, our thoughts and our minds. Um, we have tremendous power and ability to do that um, I like to add a little bit to that, that why didn't he just feel happy obviously why did he feel happy others didn't so I think Rasheba says because he, had to, he felt that for him he needed the simcha as avoid at that moment that if ever in his balance what he needed at that moment was to feel simcha otherwise it would have been unhealthy He would have been you know, too down I guess his chave didn't feel that whatever it is I don't know if there's is going on there just different people whatever it is but why didn't he just feel happy why do you have to think uh, of the of the base image being rebuilt? Why don't you just put on a smile and say, la-da-da-da-da, i am very happy, you know, <laughs> do a song and a dance. So I, I think because it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> perhaps it works on low levels, perhaps. Uh, not to disregard that. I think that does help in many situations. But many times we have to think positive thoughts. We have to not, because that's the most direct um, access to our feelings. When we think certain ways we feel, accordingly. So if he's serious, staying at the horrible and just trying to make himself feel happy, it, it doesn't work. We just play some nice music jump up and down. It wouldn't work. He has to actually think the positive thoughts. Um, and, and that is what helps him actually feel better. And uh, John Pliskin is very into this idea of reframing situations. And to be honest, I wasn't so into it until I tried it. <laughs> he says how, let uh, I see something, you know, falls on your foot. And it really hurts. Oh, Baruch Hashem, I have a foot. So I, I thought it was pretty simplistic until I tried it myself. Let's say, we you know, my kid was, he was making a mess. I'm like, oh, Baruch Hashem, I have a kid who can make a mess. Baruch Hashem, I have stuff he can make a mess with. Baruch Hashem, I have a house that can be messy. Wow, unbelievable. And I actually felt like much, much better. So like, a lot of things sometimes sound simple, but sometimes they actually help. <laughs> I know it helped me. I was like laughing at it when I heard him say it. And I tried it and it was very helpful. So I think another thing as well, why didn't Rebbe Akiva? this is the only thing the same. say, but I think it's true though. Why didn't he just think a nice thought about something else? Why didn't he just think about, you know, Hashem and Taira, and why didn't he just like open up a Gemara and start learning? Obviously, he didn't have a Gemara back then, he was before the Gemara. Why didn't he just start learning, you know? Why, why didn't he think about beautiful things in the world? Why did he have to think about the Korban and turning it, going to, to be basically to be rebuilt? I think perhaps because this idea of reframing is not just distracting ourselves, we have something which is very painful in front of us. To be able to reframe it and change how we think about it um, is even more powerful than just distracting ourselves to something else. Although there is a place for distraction, the very powerful. Is I'm just. That's, I don't think there's necessarily is in here, but I think it's true that's when we can reframe something, it's more powerful. And it, it, there's more ideas of how to uh, control our minds. Not c- control is a, is a strong word. How to, how to help manage our minds is a better word. But, but I don't think we're going to have time for that. Um, but just the idea to understand that we have the ability to choose our thoughts and therefore how we feel is so empowering to not, against what I was saying before, to not allow ourselves to be consumed with what's happening outside of ourselves, but to give empower ourselves to be able to, uh, to dictate our thoughts and our feelings. And again, it t- it's a muscle, it takes a lot of practice. It's not, it's not like that, but it's a muscle. Our brain is a muscle. The more we use it in certain ways, the more it gets used to thinking in certain ways. Any thoughts on that before we questions or comments or stories or slug ups or anything before we go on to the next uh, topic? Um, Are
1: there any other suggestions of what kind of positive thoughts we could have in stressful situations um, of a different, other than this type of like, Baruch Hashem, I have the ingredients that could make a stressful situation? Any
2: other well, connected to muna, um, connected to there is the idea that whenever someone experiences any sort of suffering, there's a kaparos havonos aspect of it, which means that lamaisa, that entire maysa is completely good because that's going to bring him good. That you know, so um, if a person has enough uh, muna bitachon to you know um, have that ingrained in him, then I guess that's another strategy.
0: Yeah, I think, it, and I think to broaden what you're saying to drop, um, to view many, perhaps every opportunity, but at least many, many opportunities in life as growth opportunities. Um, I recently had a thought, which to me was very helpful, was that every opportunity could be an opportunity for growth. Because either you did something good or you grew in humility. <laughs> If you did something well, you grew and you did great. If not, there's a lesson in humility. <laughs> so we can always have a chance to, to, to grow. Um, so I think that's one thing, how, how a certain aspect, and I think that it ties into the uh, I forgot if in this shortened version, if I discuss that, um, we'll see when I get there in, the no, in my notes. Um, but the idea that Hashem gives us situations for our benefit, to, typically to grow from. Um, sometimes it's a kapara, like Josh was saying. Other times it's us um, to grow from it and to change ourselves. Um, and if we're able to see how it's doing that for us. I know Rabbi Dr. Tursky says that if you try to find three good occasions which helped you in life, you'll have a hard time finding them. If you try to find three negative situations in life which which helped you grow and helped you become bigger and better, you find them in a second. We typically grow most from from challenging situations. Any any other thoughts on positive mindset before we go on?
2: I mean, I was just uh, I was just thinking. Um... That the question: uh, Why did Rabbi Kiva resort to the thoughts of, you know, the nevuah, the, the fox proving that actually the navoa of the is being rebuilt is true? Um, why do you resort to that as opposed to any other happy thought? I was thinking maybe, maybe it just—I I definitely hear the reframing uh, concept. I think I just maybe maybe that just more directly um, maybe that would get him to the happiest possible level because it more directly uh, speaks to the situation. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think so. I, I think that's really what, I th- if I understand you correctly, um, I think that is like s- sort of what reframing is a little bit in that, because uh, I think if we just said something else, then I have two thoughts. I have this very negative thought, I also have a nice positive thought. So they're doing battle. Are they able to take out from this negative situation that this is positive, so it's much more powerful. But obviously there's still gonna be elements like when Avonavina was both crying and, and smiling by the So you still have dual thoughts and dual feelings, but um, it's much more potent if we're able to transform this situation itself into a positive experience. Okay, getting there a little bit late, so Let's let's uh, move on to sense of purpose. So one of the greatest needs um, to feel that we have is to feel we have a, have a purpose. On a very simplistic uh, two-second level we can relate to this, that we get very frustrated when we're doing meaningless work. And we could all, we all know this idea. Why am I doing this? You know, what, what's the point of this? Let's say, you know, in school a person has a, a, you know, assignment, what's the point of this assignment? A, person, you're a boss gives a person a job. Why, why am I doing this job? What's the point? Just pointless, right? So imagine we felt that our life was pointless, how powerful and and, and, and down that would be. So let go, if we, can, if we can, if we don't like spending five minutes on meaningless activity, go see and we don't enjoy spending 120 years of on meaningless life. So it's a, it's a very powerful need that we have to have a sense of purpose, um, I, which I divide up into three types of purpose. And there could be more, but as my ideas, there's the global sense of purpose, which means like life's purpose in general, that there's the world and what life, the purpose of life is. There's a personal mission that I have on this world that I could actualize in, in my life, and there's the, uh, a meaning in finding meaning in daily activities. So um am uh, so the global life purpose, and, and um, that you we know, you know, Baruch Hashem, we're from Yudin, Hashem gave us you know, the, the manuscript and the formula of what the, our life's purpose is. Um, and to, to understand that, to appreciate that. And, um, you know, and you have to be clear, hard and true. It's, it's not so simple, you, know, you forget it. It's not, you know, but as we know what it is, but we have to be inspired by some ways. And the words I think point to both of these ideas, the global life purpose and the personal mission. I forgot who it was. A couple people say the similar idea. I forgot who worded this. Word. Maybe not Matissew Salman or someone else. But they asked the question that, why is it chova so Olam mo? So you say, ma, ma, ha, chova You know, <laughs> well, what's the so Olam mo? So, so he answers because so, each person has their own unique purpose, their own unique mission in this world. This is ba'olam mo. Each person has their own unique circumstances that they're born into and that they live in. Um, so each person no two people are the same. He has a famous gra. at least to me it's famous, I don't know if it's famous. Uh, Mishle, I believe it's Tess Zion, in Zion Pasek David, where he says very powerfully that, that every person has their own purpose in life. And back when they had Naveen, they would go to the Navi and he would tell them what they're supposed to do. But nowadays we don't have that. So we have each person has a Recha Kodesh. he says, but now even that doesn't work, so you should really, I think, I think he says at the end, you should really just follow the halacha. <laughs> and, and don't be too creative, I think he says. But the idea is true though. We shouldn't rely on Ruach kodesh because we're not gonna have Ruach kodesh. Abrelub and Abrel said that Hashem direct us through halacha sometimes, these directional signals. You have two ways to go. One of them, halachically, is more correct. Then that's Hashem's way of appointing us. But the, but the idea, what, how we access that is maybe even more complicated. But I did that every single person's own personal mission is very, very powerful, and there's a lot of meaning to life. Um, when a person is in their zone, and is, is living according to who they are, and what they find interesting, what they find powerful, again, it's obviously all within the realm of halacha. Because um, otherwise, it's not, it's not what Hashem wants, not your purpose, and also it's not going to work out well. Um, but within the, the global realm of Torah, there's so many abilities for a person, you know, uh, I think it's also the girl. After I've seen this, this. is a famous thing they you know. I think it's Gemara. I think the girl just elaborates on it that you know, people have different tunas. You know, one person for blood, he can become a male, a shaykh, or a murderer. So, everybody has their own tunas and how they channel that with their strengths and their life, what they do in this world, um, gives a person a tremendous sense of a powerful sense of purpose. Um, but I believe it goes in, in descending order. What I said before, the most important one is the chakmizzi purpose in the entire world and you know, my life in general. If I don't feel it's a purpose of life, I'm very good at making deals but at my core I feel like there's no purpose to this whole world. But once I have that first level, the purpose of the whole world, I could build on that with my own personal mission and it's very fulfilling. And then uh, and the third I is finding meaning in daily activities. is also very important, but I think it's if the person has those first two, they'll be pretty okay even if he doesn't have the third thing of, why am I doing this is exactly what I'm doing, that mitzvah, and that mitzvah. Uh, you know, obviously bigger things will have, have more meaning, smaller things have less meaning, it's okay. But it's another area which we could find a lot of purpose in, but we, a lot of times we try to go the other way around. We try to first find the uh, meaning in the thing I'm doing right here, right now, and we try to find ourselves a bigger uh, purpose for life, for our own personal mission. Then we try to see the purpose of life. I we have to go the, the, the other way. So there's two aspects to the sense of purpose. This is where it's very, very important. There's the first aspect, which is knowing one's purpose. But then there's the second aspect, which is living and actualizing one's purpose. And why that's so important? Because I know I have a purpose. If not living according to that, it doesn't do much for me. Because first of all, this adds guilt to my life. Let's say I feel I have a good purpose, I can accomplish tremendous things, but I'm not doing any of it, which makes me feel guilty. And second of all, there's a cognitive dissonance that if, I'm, if I believe one thing, but I'm acting a different way, typically I end up feeling according to my actions, because it's much easier to change my beliefs than change my actions. So if I believe I have a tremendous purpose in life, but I'm doing goodly, what i end up doing is believing I have no purpose in life, because it's very hard for me to believe I have purpose in life, but do nothing. So... It's very really hard for me to change my actions. It's hard, it takes a lot of work. To change my beliefs, woo, go like that, it's very easy. You know, to, especially to let go of things. <laughs> <You> know, to, <laughs> to work on things is hard with our beliefs, but to let go of things you know, and, and be a little bit easier, that's not, not so hard. So, and I don't know if it's Mokruch, but to me it was, it was a nice idea. This similar um, um, concept that Bilam, um, he, he attempted a couple times to curse so. The first time he went up, he came back and he said, Hashem alokai did not let me do this. The second time he tried, he says, Hashem did not let me do this. So I believe it's Rashi, according to Medrash, I believe, says that he, why did he say alokai? He said because he felt Hashem you know, threw him out. He was no longer you know, no longer you know, is God. So I don't know if it's mocha, if you look into the Chazal there, I'm not sure what I'm saying, but I think it's true, so I'll say it anyway, don't kill me, um, <laughs> that it makes no sense. No matter what you do, if you're on this planet, you're still Elochi. Still your God. He's the God of the world. He's your God. No matter what you do. You could try whatever you want. Hashem could and Hashem doesn't disown anybody. Even if he could disown you, he's still your God. Like so but he couldn't say the word Elokai because because that would mean a relationship. He's my God. And that would I can't I I can't connect to that. If that makes makes me feel very guilty. So if our actions don't follow our beliefs, we end up having to push our beliefs aside and we can't connect to it. We can't feel it deep. I can't connect to oh, I have this lofty sense of purpose if I'm not actually living it. But, but aside from just the belief, he behaviorally, behaviorally, if I'm not doing it, I don't feel good about myself. <laughs> you know? When I'm accomplishing, I'm doing things, it taps into that sense of purpose and I feel good. Okay, that sense of purpose. Any thoughts, questions, comments or stories? You know stories, but <laughs> <that's good. laughs> <laughs> all good. You don't have to have a question. It's okay if you
1: don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, of course I have a question. Yes. What, what, what's your assumption, in terms of how well people know how good a connection they have with their basic fundamental purpose? Is it like we learned about it. We heard about it. Is it essentially like you know, in one year, one out the other? Or do you feel that we really have a, a real connection with this purpose? Like we could say it, we could say the words, but is it really shaykh to us?
0: So the answer is yes. Another question is how do we, how do we assess that? Um, perhaps I think it's easier to tell if we don't feel it. And let's say a person is easier to tap into the feeling of, of emptiness and that there's no purpose to my life. Than to feel the positive that's with a lot of emotions um, it's easier to feel loss of love than to feel love it's there's a lot of things easier to feel when we don't have it than when we do have it um, so i think when we don't have it we feel it much more powerfully um, and how do we get that so we have you know we have to you know learn about it think about it learn muster about it and then actually also actualize it and Obviously, a lot of things that can block it, but there's, there's too much going on. here. You know, obviously, you said a lot of guilt can block that. Um, so yeah, so but so a lot of things that can block this feeling of sense of purpose. It's not just our lack of actualizing it. It could also be that we act, we are actualizing it, we don't realize we're actualizing it. We could be doing tremendous things, if we don't realize it. They'll have the same effect and make us not be able to connect to that feeling of oh, I have a tremendous purpose in this world and that uh, we created. Both for a, for the personal mission part, that's a little bit easier. If you feel like you're not engaged in what you're doing, um, you don't feel like does not speak to you and you feel constantly frustrated with what... It it most plays out in a person's job. Um, Then a person will get to feel that this is not what I'm supposed to be. Um, How does a person know what's supposed to be? It takes a lot of self-inventory. You have to really think, what are my strengths? What do I like doing? What are my interests? Where am I successful at? And how do I now have the, the guts to go and do that? Uh, and again, sometimes opportunities aren't there. Sometimes you have to settle. It's not a perfect world. You know, let's say a person says, I want, you know, I'm supposed to be a, um, uh, uh, a lawyer, but, uh, but he, fa- he failed the entrance exam. Not, he has to figure something else out. But we have a lot of strength, a lot of abilities that we can not have our perfect, perfect, you know, ideal situation. We still have a tremendous, a tremendous situation. So, because our strengths could play in a lot of different areas, you know, let's say, you know, one of my kids is very into money, you know, tremendously into money. <laughs> so I could play it different ways. It could be trying to business deal. He could be trying about build stuff. He could be trying to ask He could be, uh, you know, who knows what. He just loves dealing with money. He's into giving stocker too. He loves, giving stock, he loves collecting money. He loves a lot of things with money. Anything with money, he loves it. So <laughs> now how does that get channeled? Um, We'll wait and see. <laughs> so I think we have to realize that our our mission, you know, sometimes we don't have a novel coming out and telling us, you know, here's what we're supposed to do. We have to do our best. Hopefully we'll find something, as ever Goldman would say, on the target, you know, within the target. And uh, that's for our purpose. For, for our global life purpose, we have to do some, you know, soul searching. Is there something that's blocking that. Do we, do, we, do we know about it? Do we, and is there something blocking it? So then we, you know, working on those two things we probably should get closer okay should we move on okay so self-esteem um okay we have a lot to cover here i'm going to try to move through quickly forgive me so i just recently saw the that he said that self-love is the greatest love implanted in a person and he says from here stems covered he doesn't elaborate on all these ideas but he says like all other things the same gave it to us for a reason and I looked through it quickly today. I didn't look through it deeply. I saw it before. I don't think he elaborates what that reason is. But the Sif of Chaim Freelancer, says a very amazing he, In the discussion on Weed of Gaiva, I think it's Parak Bayes right in the beginning They or Vad Bayes, he, he says, Why does some give us this drive for, for Gaiva? This drive to feel good about ourselves? Because it can't be for the purpose of the lowly pur- purpose of Gaiva. But there's this drive within us to feel great about ourselves. So, so what is that for? So he says because Hashem gave us a drive to feel to feel awesome about ourselves. So that helps us attain tremendous levels and to, to accomplish life. If I was able to be okay, feeling like a, you know, like a, like a nothing, I'll end up being a nothing. But Hashem made us this need that we need to feel awesome about ourselves, which drives us to actualize our purpose in this world. And I believe he, he adds it, which is No, I said never I'm sorry. I think he says it over there, unless I add it over there, I didn't get to look at it um, deeply today. But believe he says, that the world was created for me. And this is my, my own addition to what he's saying, so if you don't like it, blame me. That being that that's what that need of greatness is there for, it's there for us to recognize that the world was created for me, and I have to fulfill that mission on this world, and that the was created for me. If we don't fill that need through that means, We'll never fill it properly. I'll say that again. That we have a tremendously to recognize our greatness for the sake of recognizing my of That I'm an awesome being. That I'm a in this world to accomplish tremendous things. Have a tremendous purpose of existence. If that's what the need to feel great is, therefore, if I don't fill it with that through that, then I'm likely never going to fill it properly. And this is a little bit uh, controversial, perhaps in the. In the, in the uh, uh, okay, I'm not so controversial. I'll Take it back. Hold on. We'll see if it's controversial. Um, so if we don't fill it, we, we always will find. Uh, as has mentioned, this is the strongest love, and we know how it will get to the next. How how much we need love in our life. So this is the strongest love. It's in such a powerful need we have that if we don't fill it properly, we're gonna fill it through other needs, through other ways. Um, so how do we attain self-esteem? So I think there's a couple of ways that we get that, and again, this is not talking about spiritual situations. Some people are naturally born with more self esteem and good for them. <laughs> that's an awesome way of uh, being born. Some people have an upbringing which leads them to having uh, higher self esteem, they're surrounded by, by love and whatever else it might be that, that leads to self esteem. Um, good for them. Um, and that, that, that's awesome. Those are two things which you don't have choice of, that those are things that we're either born with or, or raised with. Beyond that, what's, a, what's within our ability to attain self-esteem? I think there are three, three ways. Um, this next one is a little bit machlokas, about appreciating the guy that The reason why it's a little machlokas is because in the clinical world, um, at least observed Brown, and I think other people have said as well, that they don't find that it helps so much. And I think the reason why it doesn't help so much is because typically the guy that's in, with, in the clinician's office, that's in therapy, is dealing with you know, much more severe things. And therefore, yes, that doesn't help. For the more severe issue, he has to sort out whatever different things he experienced, whatever else it might be that's the, you know pulling away his self-esteem. However, for um, for many people, I believe that learning about Gavelsalim, understanding the, how great we are, understanding that we have purpose in this world, but we're in pinnacle of creation, can be very helpful. Um, I'm not willing to throw out all um, sabot <laughs> just like that. Um, we believe that that's very very powerful. Um, I'll get it not so easy to relate to, um, and, uh, nothing's easy to relate to in, in, the, in the world, are, it all takes work. So, but I think that's one, and, and, and according to what I said before, that's the only way that it will genuinely fill the need deeply. But again, um, it may not work for everybody, because sometimes there are more issues going on that need to be addressed. So I might say this is the answer for everybody. So what else, what else can we do? Um, a bit Evid would be to um, appreciate our talents and abilities. The reason why I say that's bit evid is because our talents and abilities are all um, uh, commensurate and comparative to other things. So like, I'm good in this, but if I switch communities, I might, I might no longer be good at that. So it's very flimsy. Also, I get older, I might lose that talent. I might lose that ability. Or I might discover that that ability is not so worth, not worth much anymore. You know, you have people, you know, this, you know, this whole uh, pandemic. A lot of careers have gone out the window, unfortunately. You know, so a person can be great in a certain area, but now he's out of a job. So he had all his self-esteem is built and that he's just, um, you know, great, whatever it might be. Or whatever job it was, and now he doesn't. He can't live that, so it's, it's very flimsy. So relying on appreciating our talents and abilities is, 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 is better than nothing. Much better than nothing, but it's very bitty of it because it's, it's flimsy. However, if that helps us realize that I have a purpose in this world, that oh, I have this unique talent, and that means I have a unique mission in this world, then that taps back into the bishvili never olam, the sense of purpose, and the, and the saw adam, the healthy self-esteem. Okay, but there's another another way that we could um, work on self-esteem, which is living a life of values. A person to articulate for himself what is a meaningful and value-based life for himself and start living according to that. Does tremendous work for a person's self-esteem. And that is very, very helpful for uh, people that don't find um, the Godless Abel approach helpful. But to start, to start, you know, crystallize the person. What, what, what's a valuable life? What are their values? Not just like what's, what's you know, gushmark, but what do I feel good that I'm living life, life like this? It can help it. it's not intrinsic self-esteem, the person feels that they inherit they're a good person, but end up walking away with a very good, similar feeling that, oh, I'm a good person, I have a good life, it's good, things are, I'm good. You know, so it's not based on the intrinsic essence, but it's still very, very good. And for many people that, uh, some people hold that person did not get self-esteem from their upbringing, this is what they need to rely on. However, I would add that I do strongly believe that, um, the God approach and the of our own approach is, um, is very important. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to throw that out. Um, but I think it's also very important to realize that self-esteem is not all or nothing. Um, we need a basic understanding of the, of the value of the person, of, that a person is, is of value. Um, we need a basic level of feeling this value. It's right nice just have the idea. We also have to have a basic level of feeling that. And then we have to know how to manage our self-esteem, which means to understand... And realize like when we're triggered what what makes us feel less self esteem what makes us you know what's affecting us then learn how to manage that and talk back to ourselves and let's say i realized that when uh, my boss is critical to me it you know makes me feel bad on myself i could learn to understand then I talk back to myself by saying okay it, 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 first of all is he, is he right secondly if he's right doesn't really mean anything take my, my inherent value again i'm obviously doing this in a shortcut version just to give just give the idea i think a lot of times we get stuck in the trap of thinking I need. Perfect self-esteem. And before I do that, nothing's going to work. And I think this is one of the many, many flaws of the self-help um, books. And I'm not going to say oh, therapy, because in therapy, typically more severe issues. But a lot of the writings out of the books give up this impression that like, you need to have like, full self-esteem or else you're like, destroying life. And I think that's horrific. I think it's also completely checker. Um, I think you need a basic level of understanding and a basic level of feeling and then a very strong ability to manage it. Um, I think that's very, very important, um, and we should not you know we're all going to have fluctuations in our self-esteem because according it's a, cause it's a meter, you know according to the Volbykler defines it as a meter, shifts and gaps. So with all meters, we're going to fluctuate in them. So it, it's, it's so therefore it's going to be ups and downs. You shouldn't think that because I don't have self-esteem, now I can't do anything, or you know I, it's a, we have to be able to live life even when we're not um, on full self-esteem mode. Um, to be able to hold ourselves functional and then we'll we'll be able to manage it. Um, I don't want to keep people too long, so I don't know what to do here. It's already pretty late. Um, I guess I could keep going and people can sign off when they would like. I don't know. Maybe I'll skip the spirituality because I like that part and I'll come back to the other ones. Um, Anybody have any thoughts on that before I go into the next? Everyone can sign up whenever they want. I don't mind keep going. (laughs) Can Can you give us a little synopsis of the last point? Yeah. So I was saying that, that self-esteem. Oh, yes, yeah, I talked a little bit fast, because of the time. That <laughs> self-esteem is
1: not. a to rush. We don't want to miss the beauty. Uh,
0: he I. does it. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that self-esteem is not all or nothing. And I was saying how a lot of the writings, a lot of the books, and a lot of the speeches give off the connotation, and if not and the oppression, if not deliberately saying it. That in order for us to function in life, in order for us to have a good life, to be, able to be good human beings, we have to first take care of all of our self esteem needs and have perfect self esteem. And then we could begin the journey of living life. And the problem with that is we never, ever, ever actually have perfect self esteem, um, especially whoever's reading the book probably never have perfect self-esteem because that means he probably has a, it's one of the things I struggles with like, like, all, like all of us, like all human beings on the planet. You know, we, we all struggle with our self-esteem to different degrees. So it's never going to be perfect. So a lot of these you know, books give off the message, the impression that so lack of self-esteem is so devastating that first like, I got to get all my self-esteem in order. And then I could start to begin life. Then I could start to, to be functional and to, and to, and to, to, grow and to have a family and to, and to, and to, and to, and to, do my job well and to, and to have the say and to be whatever it might be that person's dealing with, whatever stage they are in life. So, and I think it's so damaging because we never get there. <laughs> you know, we never get the perfect self-esteem. It doesn't exist. You know, it's a mitzvah, So it goes up and down. It's like a person saying, before I get married, I want to have the perfect mida. chesed. But well, guess what? He's never going to get married. So it's, it's never going to happen. So I was saying, what we do need though is to have a basic understanding that a person inherently is valuable. Now, how do we get a basic understanding? That's not so hard. Now you just have to learn a little bit to get that basic understanding. And you have to believe it. If you don't believe it, then okay, then it takes a little bit more work. If a person doesn't believe it after hearing, seeing like, you know, hundreds and thousands of Gadolim saying it, then, then, then obviously there's something else going on there which we're not discussing. So to get the basic understanding, to get a little bit of the key, a little bit of the Ian of what it means, and then to have a basic level of feeling. I can have all the ideas and the concepts I don't actually relate to, and it feels like it's not going to be helpful either. So I have to at least be able to recognize it, to feel, to tap into that feeling, you know, best to believe it, to feel it a little bit. Not just a little bit, the more the merrier, but the more for us to function, you need a basic level of that. But then what's really important is to be able to manage it. What I mean by managing our self-esteem is to, is to be able to know what's triggering us, to know what like what affects our self-esteem, what situations, you know, hurt hurt our self-esteem, whether it be someone being critical, whether it be our, uh, our not doing what we're accomplishing, what we want to accomplish, whether it be our our failures, different issues, whatever it might be, it'll be different relationships that trigger it, whatever it might be. So to, to learn that to get become self-aware of what situations cause that, to be able to get in touch with it in the moment or at least afterwards. And then be able to talk back to it, to say, okay, this feeling made me feel low about myself, made me feel like a piece of garbage. Okay, now, now, now is that true? Now, first of all, is that person right? Is, even the person is right. Is that, is, that, is, is, is it true? Is, is it right? He's right that I messed up. Is, is it true that since I messed up, now I'm, now I'm a piece of garbage? No, it's not true. Be able to talk back to ourselves and to build ourselves back up. Having that skill and that ability is, 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 is very important. And that's what we really need to be able to, 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 to go in life. Um, not the perfect self-esteem that person is always walking around in a sense of bliss that I'm perfect, I'm amazing, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, I'm a godless odd. No, that's not going to happen. Doesn't I never met anybody? I mean, maybe I have, but very few and far between people that walk around like that. And if they are like that, it's uh, just lucky that they got that way. Typically, so <laughs> so I, that's just one of my pet peeves that um, that we shouldn't feel like neither nor for me to start living life. I have to have perfect self-esteem. One one school of thought that's uh, in, in psychology it's called uh, ACT, acceptance and commitment therapy, actually very much belittle self-esteem. Rather, it says to learn to accept. Okay, so I'm not feeling good about myself. I can still do good things. <laughs> that's a whole other. That's all. I'm not trying to you know simplify the approach. I'm just trying to give you the idea that there's such a concept to be able to be able to be comfortable with. Okay, I'm not feeling so great about myself, but I can still do good things, and I can manage it. I can talk to myself. I can work things through. You know i think that's far more important than having um a super high level of of self-esteem like in a uh the general sense the basic understanding the basic feeling and the skills to manage it um I hope that for- is, is there any uh, single uh,
1: right.
0: go ahead you see so- you guys something
3: <laughs> yeah uh i I just wanted to know the, the you're saying that it's a bidyavid to um to to have the self esteem tally on on uh, like achievements a person has because they can fluctuate if the self esteem can fluctuate. i was just wondering if, if you have that same issue if your self esteem is tally on values, or is or is it different because the values are more intrinsic, or not a yes, so- different concept that you feel good when you fulfill values.
0: Right. So, so it depends. Um, um, typically, when a per, if a person is first starting to think about values, often their values will be of a much lower level um, and not so sophisticated, and they can be very, very almost like laughable to other people because it's the first time I'm thinking about values. So, those types of values, let's say, I have value in that I'm. Uh, um, I uh, I, uh sometimes even say value that I'm a good athlete. In my sense, that's a good, that's a value. Um, so. I don't have any good examples offhand, to be honest. But a lot of times, so those might fluctuate. When a person gets deeper to, to real values, let's say, of, uh, of truth, of kindness, of love, of connection to God, connection to others, those are much more absolute values, at least in our circles. Um, obviously, in the secular worlds, there's nothing which is sacred, nothing which is uh, constant, anything goes. And so they might have a harder time with it, to be honest. Um, but in our circles, we have the Torah, we have you know, the values are given to us. We, we you know, we have to you know, crystallize them and connect to them and feel them, and then actualize them to be able to have this self-esteem from them. Um, but yeah, but yes, values are more. Uh, to go going back and dropped the sense of purpose, I skipped this part just because I wanted to move fast. But sense of purpose must be based off of truth and something which is beyond myself, because otherwise I'm going to skip the beyond myself. But it's the truth part um, that, that's something which is based on truth. So values are truisms. Um, at least on the highest level. We can have lower level values which are more, you know, flexible, shall we say, but at least in our circles we are able to connect to the higher values and those are more constant. Now what may not be constant are being able to live according to those values, so then it might fluctuate, you know, <laughs> but if we live according to them, the more the merrier, it will feel good that, wow, I'm a good person.
1: Is there any single idea that you could see as most um, sort of accessible and Easily able to be used to focus on to remind oneself of their self-esteem. Like, you know, expect to you know go back to read the Alter, Alter Shmuz on Is there anything that's like is, that you could have the sense I could try to you know use as my go-to place, so to speak, to sort of reboost my good true so, self-esteem?
0: So two two things uh, come to mind. One thing is, uh, is yes, like the altar, so meaning once I do have clear the idea that a person is valuable, and i mean really clear, like I really believe it. I know sometimes I'm fluctuating in that feeling and be able to connect to it. Once I know it's true, I can say to myself that, 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 okay, this person called a piece of garbage, but I know it's not true, not a piece of garbage. And once a person has that clear, it could fall back on it. But another thing, which is very powerful, um, which could be very helpful, which again is the other, the fact that it's not as pure, but it's very powerful, is that if a person has someone in their life that that deeply values them, esteems them, so you could say, this person values me, this person thinks I'm a good person, so I, I guess it can't be too bad, I, I guess I am a good person. And again, that's again not perfect because that person might not like you one day, <laughs> and then you're back to square one. But in those, in those dark moments, the is really struggling, that can be very, very powerful, the person to say, this person really likes me this person thinks i'm, thinks I'm awesome so I, I guess i guess i, I might be pretty okay <laughs> and that could be very very helpful um, i think a person should have like a go-to thing that they know they can go to whatever it is that does it for them they should find that thing which is helpful that they could turn to and say no matter what's happening i know this is to, this is to be true So much sure what to do. It's already pretty late, um, I don't know what to do. I eh? have <laughs> a couple more pages here. You tell me what I should do. So I call it a night, so I keep going, wherever, wherever you like, you well,
1: <laughs> Will you allow me to ask a uh, sort of personal question? You could ask, I might not answer. <laughs> <but I'm. laughs> are, you, are you open to the idea of coming back again?
0: So I am, but you have to the people that are open to having me back now. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: uh, okay, so on so- the, I'm the hope for assumption that the people will be open um, to an, another, a second session on this topic, maybe um, the best thing, Taka, is to pause here or allow for any other you know, last question or two and uh, have another session on the other, other ideas. It's okay if it'll be a shorter one.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, anybody have any closing uh, remarks? Any questions, comments, or anything?
3: Yeah, could it could I could it also be helpful? Let's say, um, a senior, a freshman senior, was asking, like, uh, is there anything to fall back on? Could it be? could an idea be that? Let's say a lot. A lot of times, like situations will happen. Like that's a like your your boss at work could call you an an idiot and you're dumb, and like you're you're failing at your job, so that could that could really paint the picture in a person's head like if he he could have built up that that his his work is something he spends from nine to five and he he really values himself through it, then his boss just called him that he's bad at his job or called him a name, and it just rocked his world just like. I don't know how a person would come to do this, but it's the thought process to be able to, to like be thinking and and therefore what? And you go, how, how many, okay, and, and therefore what? And like, I just feel a lot of times that when you answer the therefore in a more mathematical, logical way, it kind of like dispels all of the emotional upheaval that came along with it.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm not clear what you mean by therefore what? What, what, what do you mean by that? Well, therefore, they say my my my, my, work, my work is worthless. I'm a failure at my job, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a total loser. That's a bad yeah. therefore.
3: Yeah, I know, but it could be that really what a person, if a person's uh, picture is that the, the purpose of his work is just To make money so he can therefore um go back and support and have a great family life so he that could be like yeah therefore it could be that i'm i'm doing bad at my job but that doesn't necessarily take away my my sense of purpose because usually a lot of times the therefore is painted differently in our heads than what's actually true like the therefore that's painted could be like, um, like I, my life, my life was just shattered. My boss said I would, I'm a failure. What I do from nine to five, but if from nine to five is just the therefore is I'm still going to make money. He's not firing me. I'm have to go back home and have my therefore to my job. So maybe that could help. I think it's only good to say, we say, therefore,
0: like, therefore I might be bad at my job, but am I bad at life? I like just following that thought till its end is very, I think it's what you're saying, if I could just elaborate on what you're saying, thinking, therefore what, I'm not a bad person, therefore, therefore my boss is mad at me, and therefore, I, you know, might have to be it might be, but it's not, therefore is not necessarily therefore I'm a bad person. It might still be a great husband, a great friend, a great, uh, great you know, great, Abedasham, a great, Selim, a kid, whatever it might be. I think the main thing what you're saying is actually going through that thought process of me what I am feeling and then trying to talk that out and saying is what I'm thinking and feeling actually real and true. Like okay, therefore what? Okay, so I think you're adding also that because therefore he's mad at me. I'm still gonna make money, I'm not getting fired. He's just mad at me. Therefore that, therefore he's mad at me. Not therefore I'm a person, therefore I'm being fired, therefore I can have a job, therefore I'm a failure, therefore he's just therefore he's mad at me. Is that what you were saying, perhaps?
3: Yeah, I I just I just think I just found that helpful for myself. That's so why I just wanted to know <laughs> what you thought.
1: <laughs> this this, this <laughs> is an the area of like warding off the negative, the negative experiences or feelings that are depressing my self esteem. That
0: sound yes. right? Yes. it first has it has a starting point of basic understanding the basic feeling of the value, and then be able to manage those ups and downs
1: for <laughs> okay. okay. Sounds great. Okay. okay. Yeshekecha. Thank you everyone for being with us. Okay. Looking forward to it. Have a great a, night. <laughs> a a night.
0: Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Be well.
1: Thank you for well. that.